respect yourself who's a sports journalist and a scout mr joseph thanks for joining me uh thanks for having me um my my name is amos joseph so i would say call me amos okay, <laughs> okay i reckon joseph is your last name your first name yeah so. yeah correct okay. correct uh, I guess I just gave a very brief summary of what I know of you. Can you um, explain to the listeners in details um, who you are and what you do? Yeah, so um, my name is Amos. Uh, I'm a Nigerian. I'm a journalist, a sport journalist, football specifically. Um, I write other sports too, but uh, football is my main. Uh, yeah, I have a, a project I currently run called Footballers Connect. So what we do at Footballers Connect is to support young footballers and footballers generally uh, in terms of decision-making, in terms of um, support, in terms of management, uh, whatever it is that is not clear, that any clarity on. So we try to show the path, we try to show the light, we try to shed light on um, every any gray area uh, that is in the sports so just so that people are not misled, just so people are not misguided, um, because there are a lot of people who take advantage of footballers, who take advantage of young footballers especially. So we want to end this era. So that's what we do specifically. Um, so we've been doing this for quite some time. Uh, footballers Connect is more than two years now. This is our third year. Uh, we've held um, two events, two series of events. Uh, one in 2018 and then in 2020 we could not because of the pandemic uh this is 2021 we hope that we're, we're going to be able to um converge or have a virtual events as the world permits us right now so that's what we do that's who i am oh before we get into the story that you you had published on Guardian, which is really what I want us to talk about. Um, how has been your stay in UK since the pandemic? Has it been, I mean, better than it is back home in Nigeria? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 quite a time to be in the UK. Um, you know what the situation is? It's locked down. People are have been told to sit at home. Um, I'm actually here to study. Uh, I'm taking my master's now, so but it's been everybody has been at home, uh, trying to get things done just so the world does not stop fully. I mean, you have to stay safe, it's what's most important at this point in time for everybody, even back in Nigeria. You know, things are not fully uh, in full swing, most part of Europe as well things are not in full swing you know so because the the not the, the number of people who uh people who have probably underlying issues who are most likely to uh catch the virus and then die you know they are so rest in peace but for those of us who are still alive let us say let us stay safe let us obey simple rules and try to live by the rules for now until people until the authorities say things are clear until the authorities say the coast is clear then we can begin to do everything in full swing yeah has your interest always been in sports working as a sport journalist 
you know, being in football and all that. And for me, I've always been watching football, actually. But it's, in fact, it's probably going to be the first time where I think suddenly it's the first time I'm having a real interview conversation with someone who is in the sports or football thing. I've always been science and all that. But being someone who writes up and, you know, has um, things like this podcast and all on culturally relevant issues. And I picked up this, your story. I thought, oh, yeah, this is something that's, that I can get some um, important lessons from. But have you really been always interested in working in sports and football? Yeah, football has been my thing um, <laughs> right from childhood. Uh, I grew up playing football. Um, even though I couldn't play professional, I played to a certain level, played for my played from my primary to secondary school, high school, and then to the university, represented my university in games. Um, and then after my university graduation, played football, but you know, um, time caught up and then I couldn't play professional. But um, I read mass communication uh, and I've always been interested in sports. So football has been my area of interest. In fact, I'm I'm studying sports journalism now in the university, uh, Sheffield Alam University in Sheffield. So that's to tell you that uh, this has been my passion, um, and this is something that I've devoted most part of my life to. Uh, and I and I, and I can tell that um, this is where the future is for me. Uh, for now, that's what I'm chasing. You know, just. Keep, keep getting better at it, um, be able to meet global standards, learn as much as I can learn, absorb as much as I can absorb in the game. And then, you know, get to be a part of global events, um, wherever it is that is taking place. That's, that's, my, that's my target, that's my goal. And then be able to also follow through with my project, uh, that's Footballers Connect. So, Everything about me has been football, football, football. Even my family is aware that they are all aware that uh, it's all about football for me. So the, those boys, I think you said they were they're between sixteen and nineteen. Um, did they come directly to you, or was it through this your project? Yeah. So um, over time, a lot of people reach out to us uh, via social media, via email. After seen one of our posts or after participating in any of our events or via online any medium you know some people just see us on social media and then they reach out and say hey guys i have this uh i have this invitation from this country can you please verify it for us you know so we do all of these things for free um, we don't charge these young boys because we know that hey, these guys cannot afford certain services, you know, but they need somebody to help them verify just so they don't fall prey. So these uh, young lad that reached out to us from uh, Uzbekistan, he happened to watch one of our, our interviews with Joshua Akuje. He mentioned specifically in the messages sent to us that he participated in the chat with Joshua Apuji on Instagram Live. Um, and then he had to write to us because Joshua Wait, shared... Was, was he still there when he reached out to you? Yes, yes, he was still there. He was still there. 
it was still in Uzbekistan. So um, he reached out to us and said, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what is going on. And then we've, you know, we've been aware of these kind of things from time, you know, but we're just looking for uh, more solidity into the into the story just to make it more authentic right uh and then he shared with us a lot of information how um someone took them from nigeria promised to take take them to club um that just so they can sign professional club you know but when they got to and asked him has this person seen you play before as he watched your as, as he watched your video as he i mean why should somebody take a player that he has not watched i'm a scout right i i wouldn't recommend a player i have not watched Absolutely. never Absolutely. No, no, i mean that's no, what scouting is all about yeah <laughs> in fact you don't need to watch you shouldn't even watch the player once yeah that's how deep scouting is mm -hmm. scouting before you can recommend anybody you should be able to watch you should watch them at least three times before you can recommend you know so it, it means that you have seen them through and through you know so you can tell what the player's ability is they have to pay would pay to go to uzbekistan a country you don't really know much about you know where professionals don't even get paid that much <laughs> it's not like it's a top football country yeah. you know they, they only sign top professional to a certain level you know i know like the the, the other uh, player that we made reference to who was who corroborated the story that's if i if i he has played for nigeria he's a nigerian international mm -hmm. you know that's how he could that's why he could get a club a, a professional contract in that country because to a certain level he's been to europe he's been to africa you know he's been to turkey he's played in germany you know he's played in nigerian league he has that experience right so and then the boy told us the story and then we put it out there. So well, what we did, we advised him. We asked him to discuss with his family, which he did. And then the best decision for him. Uh, and we are happy that the boy returned home. We're glad he was able to return home um, and then rejoin his family again. You know, he came back with an injury. So, and, and then he said, because he realized that network that they claim to have, you know, they only organize friendly match with maybe like a second division team and then you keep playing and then you start training with under 12, under 13, under 14 boys. And these are boys that you want to take to professional league, training with under 12, under 14 boys. That doesn't, right? It doesn't add up, you know, but, you know, people don't see these things until until they there and then they start regretting. Did he have any links with anybody in the club? Did he speak to the club before going? Did he ever meet this um, agent in person before leaving? Yeah, actually, it was <laughs> it was the person that came to pick them from Nigeria, you know. So, um, I mean, what it do, what it, what these guys do is they will come to Nigeria and then recruit, go to uh, clubs, organize friendly games and then watch the boys and then tell them to pay a certain amount of money that they're going to take them to Uzbekistan. And, you know, just because these boys want to leave Nigeria at all costs, they're, they're so desperate to leave the country. Um, they, they look for the money, they talk to their family, they talk to their friends. You know, they just raise this money somehow. 
and then they leave you know so sometimes some of these boys don't even get to like for him i mean he said he told he told us that he didn't get to watch him play he was someone it was like a family friend who referred him to the to the man um and then that's how he was taken abroad you know so some other people have also told us that these guys go to different uh, academies talk to them and then ask them to pay some amount of money you know some some of them who are wise who the owners are smart don't allow their players go in fact we made mention of a player who's in uh who's in dubai now he's hustling he's working because they wasted his time they took him to uzbekistan when nothing was going on you know and these guys i don't know like look at their success rates it's just how many players have signed from the players that they've taken to to uzbekistan in fact people from a journalist from uzbekistan reached out to me he wanted more information uh, yeah and i told him that i would have to speak with the boys if they are willing to come out and then you know but the problem with the with the old thing is some of these boys don't want to come out they don't want to show their faces you know because they still have a career that they are trying to pursue they don't want to come out because of stigmatization um they don't want to you don't want people to see them as failures, you know. So it's a bit difficult and tricky. Um, if only these guys are willing to to expose a lot of things, and then, you know, but it is also dangerous, you know. And you don't want to put them at risk. You don't want to um, endanger their lives, you know. These guys who do these things can do anything for money. That's why they are actually taking advantage of people who have little information, you know, because it's a, it's, it's an issue of predator and prey, you know. The predator sees that, <laughs> uh, sees that, oh, this guy is desperate, and then they, they prey on their desperation, right? They succeed, they thrive based on this guy's, this young one's desperation, you know. And the, 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 the interesting fact is that it is not just in Africa anymore. It is happening in Europe now, right? It is happening in Europe. We've seen cases where children from uh, young players from England, they receive emails from people who ask them to pay a certain amount of money that they're going to get them a contract in Ukraine, in, in, in different countries, in Macedonia. You know, <laughs> why should I go to Macedonia? Why should I leave England and go to Macedonia? Why should I leave England and go to Ukraine? What's happening there? you know so some of these things we've seen some of them are paid some of them have not paid and then they are making these things public but the reality is the more we make these things public the more we continue to send out these messages the more we continue to make noise about these things the more we continue to put information out there the more enlightened people get and what you and i need to do what everybody needs to do is everybody's responsibility it is our responsibility to make sure that we put this information out there to save somebody, you know. And I like um, what you're doing because you want to put this information out there as well, you know, with your own sphere of contact. If everybody has access to information and know that, guys, see, there is a better way to move, you know, stay in, a, in an academy, develop, let somebody scout you genuinely and take you through the proper channel you know 
don't don't try to look for an agent who does not exist anywhere don't try to look for people who are only looking to rip you off people who have only gone to forge documents who have only um they, they claim to have networks in in clubs these guys don't have nothing they claim to to have networks in clubs, they claim to know the president, they claim to know the sporting director of a club, and then they will they, they just ask you for money. The, the rule is if anybody is asking you to pay to go to Europe, just forget about it. It's 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 scam. Nobody should ask you to pay. If a club is interested in you, let them send you an invitation and then you take it to the embassy, you get your visa, right? The club will also send you a ticket, and that's how it's done globally. That's the global standard, you know. But because some people in some places, um, maybe like the in Asia, they still do these things. Like the club asks you to come, and then they will fund you as a player. I, I mean, I, I hear that these things still go on. These things still happen. But ideally, the club should send you a flight ticket if they are interested in you, right? Haven't gotten your visa, they should send you a flight ticket. And that's the global practice. That's the standard, right? So that we can we can avoid all these stories that touch. Try to understand this. I, I believe that there, there is a difference between a player's agent and a scout, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for a professional player who has an agent, um, the agent can offer the player to a club. Yes. Okay. But for players, say existing footballer who is just maybe in an academy or something who, who hasn't yet signed a professional contract do they usually have agents so most of these young players see football as a part right there's a part where you need to be in an academy develop right your academy works with a certain agent who is in charge of the affairs of all the players in the club right and then if you are exceptional you get scouted right the truth is most of these players who go through this channel most of these players who try to boycott the proper the appropriate channel they are not the best of players and that's the truth right they are just players who are looking for opportunity at all costs players who probably do not believe in themselves you know look let's take for instance victor Simen. Like players like Kelechi Yanacho, how were they scouted? How were they? How did they get to play for the national team? Somebody scouted them and saw that they were good, and then they invited them to the national team. They took them to the national team because they know that these boys are talented indeed, right? If you pass through the right channel, the appropriate channel, you don't need to be looking for an agent up and down. No, it doesn't work. That's when the agent will ask you to pay him, you know, and then it becomes the table turns around. Rather than the agent to pay you, you start paying the agent. You know, things that the agent ought to have done with his money, he asks you to bring your money and then they do it for you. Because you were you were the one who went to approach him. You were not, you, 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 you have made him the talent. You are the talent exactly. as the player. Yeah, don't don't become the one on the begging side. The agent should be begging to work for you. <laughs> not probably say that you, you don't have that value to give him. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Because no agent, no agent would see a talent, a super talent, and will and will not be interested in him. There is no agent in this world. A Mino Raiola, if he comes across a super talent, you'll sign, you'll sign him up. Because 
These guys have eyes for good talent. They know good talent when they see one. You know, but it is people who are that desperate just to escape from Africa, people who are that desperate just to get somewhere. They are the ones who goes ahead to pay, who go ahead to pay people. I, I mean, I, I know that we, we, we've been talking about football and all that, but this desperation is, is one that cuts across um, every, every field in Nigeria, even in education and jobs. We hear of people, you know, live in the country, you know, getting jobs and when they arrive there they, they discover that it's not what they actually does it's worse so there is this there's a, a desperation amongst um nigerian youths you know, to do everything possible to leave the country for me really for me um i don't mind people relocating mm-hmm. like right it's okay if you want to relocate if you want to emigrate from your country if you want to right do you understand you want to move from your country it's okay but if you know that you want to play football, right? Yeah. You need to pass through the proper channel. Because if you leave your country just for, oh, I just want to travel, yeah. right? When you get there, it, it's not as simple. See, the picture a lot of people paint to young footballers back home in Africa is that, oh, when you get to Europe, everything is going to be fine. It's not true. <laughs> it's big fat lie do you get so people paint this picture of oh europe is a place where you pick money on the floor gold lie enticingly for people to pick you know oh it is so beautiful you just get a club immediately once you get to europe ah people will sign you you go and play football in a pitch and then somebody will see you and then take you how many people get scouted that way how many people maybe 0.05 0.05 or 0.01 in 100. Maybe they make right. them assume that they are the only ones that are looking for a football club. Because there are right. so there's a start. There's an interesting start that I stumbled upon. Right. Um, so Michael Calvin wrote a book about young footballers, right? About uh football system in England. Uh, sorry, let me try to remember the title of the book now. Yes, the title of the book is No Hunger in Paradise. The player, Johnny, the dream. That's the title of the book. And he says in his book that in England, out of all the boys who enter an academy at the age of nine, less than 1% make it to professional level. And you still want to come to England. So to simplify it, right? Yeah. Out of 1.5 million boys, only 180, only 180 players will get to play professional. In fact, it is even lower than 0.0. <laughs> Honestly, it is it is funny, right? It's a market where many are called, few are chosen. Do you know how many people come to the England? Do you know how many people travel to Belgium? Do you know how many players they have in England? I went to um, Ron at a park very close to me. And then I saw some boys who play football as well. I'm like, oh, these ones are also yearning to play professional someday. They want to play professional, but boys in Africa want to come here. So the major problem, the major problem is that we don't have a conducive environment in our own country and continent. See, if football in is conducive, 
if this if the situation is palatable right people know that oh i have hope i can play professional someday and i'll get to earn xyz amount look at the way boys have been treated in the premier leagues in africa you know my let's let's take out maybe the the northern part of africa because those ones seem to be on another level look at halali look at what alali is doing you know alali is on another level in africa <laughs> so like if other parts of africa can emulate what alali is doing alali is a proper professional club Absolutely. you know how many how many um boys from egypt or from morocco you know or from uh, do, do you see wanting to leave their country at all costs because there's an organized system for footballers it's not like they don't have what well, it's not as pronounced right they also have people who want to leave their country they want to migrate they're looking for better life but it is not as pronounced as we are in west africa and there's it and that means there's a problem somewhere that needs to be fixed fundamental problem that hasn't been fixed so that's what we're talking about going back for a second to what you said about um the EPL, I, I i recall that there was a time that out of all the 21 or 23 players called to the english national national team for over a period of year not a single one was playing outside of england they were all in england and it's just of recent that korean trippy i think in atletico and ramsey in juve actually the two prominent english players who are playing outside of england now when you look at that and consider the number of those in lower leagues and those who are still searching for clubs how many players are in, uh, in england then you look at yourself in nigeria you wanting to go there you have to be very good yeah you have to be exceptional right only exceptional players finally make the cuts and that's the truth only exceptional players the, the 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 opportunities are there but they are just not enough right the opportunities are there but they are not enough that's the truth um in, in nigeria for instance how many young players are in the professional football league right a lot of young players are there but how many what's the statistics right we don't know how many young players are there because the clubs are not making information available it is only on the international website that you go to you see the players you see their ages you see their statistics you see everything Aimba is the only professional football club in Nigeria, right? I mean, <laughs> in that regard, be. if I may say. Okay. I mean, right. I, to be honest with because you. Because they are the most successful in Nigeria. Yeah. To be honest right? with you, so, I, I, yeah. I, I, sorry, sorry for cutting you short, but yeah. I just I yeah. have to say this because of what we're saying. I'm, I'm a big fan of Aimba. I think I get disappointed about how the club is. I, I expect that they should be, you know, sort of at a level, if not close to the level of Al Ali by this time. But as you said, there's, there's probably a fundamental problem with the league and it doesn't force anybody to, to be as good as they should be in organization. Don't know if that so there's a lot of issues. There, 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 there are lots of issues with um, the way clubs are run in Nigeria, you know, when the government is solely in control, you know, most clubs, about 99% of the clubs are, are funded by government, you know, they are, lead to, the, the, they are limited. You know they are limited there are constraints there are things that you can't do there 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 and that's why businesses um brands are a bit lethargic to to get into those clubs for sponsorship and all because 
things are not straightforward. Things are not as open as they should be, right? It's not run as a business entity. It is run as charity or it is run as, oh, let us develop our youth, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how football is run in Nigeria. And it's unfortunate. That's what we call professional league. That's what we call professional league, right? So, you know, if, if, the, if, the, if things can be done appropriately at that level, you know, things would be organized. People would not be desperate to leave. You know, imagine an Aimba having an under 20, having an under 19, having an under 21, having an under 18, having an under 17, under 16, down to under 10. Who will be leaving Nigeria? Because they know that someday I'm going to get to play for the senior national, for the senior team. And then there's an opportunity to represent Nigeria as well. You know, because only those who are exceptional will get noticed at the end of the day. But indeed, there's a structure. So it's a structural problem. You know, and that's where the whole problem emanated from. Or that's where that's where it emanates from. You know, it's a structural problem. We need to fix it from the from the from the roots. If we don't fix the root cause, things will continue the way they've continued. But thankfully for us, we have seen the light. And then we've been talking to people, we've been putting out information. If you go to our social media handles, you will see that we put out a lot of information just to discourage people from making certain payments, you know, from, from getting themselves into trouble, from getting themselves into wrong opportunities. Because opportunities that are not really opportunities that people pose to them as opportunities are things that we discourage them from, right? So we're encouraging people to not... Um, to not listen to those kind of opportunities anymore. We're discouraging them from listening to them. Don't, don't go that route. You know, if if you know that you have attained certain age, tell yourself the truth and move on. Right? It doesn't have to be football. Football, you can become a journalist, you can become a scout, you can become anything. You know, some people are also in that category where they play football. They've gotten to like 25 years old, 26 years old, 30 years old. They don't want to quit. And they're still dreaming of playing professional. Where? How? They have not played professional football league in Nigeria. They want to play abroad. How? You know, at some point, people need to speak out. People need to tell people the truth. And it's the responsibility of everybody. The family, the associations, the FAs, FIFA, everybody. I agree with you when you said it's a structural thing. And then recently um, referencing those at 25 and 23 still wanting to play professional football. Now, you now look at that and see our underage teams, you're under 17, under 20, and you're sure that some of the people there are not actually under 17, under 20. And it's part of this, you know, this whole desperation and it forces them to reduce their age. As you said, it's, it's something that has to do with the roots, the foundation. It has to be sorted out. Yeah, I mean, things are beginning to change in Nigeria, I can tell you for a fact, uh, because I'm also part of the system in Nigeria. Um, uh, things have improved when it comes to age football, age grade football. Uh, if you look at the under 17 now, look at the boys, the boys that are playing for us now that are representing us in the under 17 level. They are very young players, I can tell you for a fact. Because FIFA has ensured that MRI scan is done over and over and over and over again, just so that 
people are not cheating, right? In age grade competitions, don't come to competitions to come and win. It's for development, right? Everybody wants to win, quite all right. But at that level, you are only developing the players. You are helping them to develop. It's not about you um, at that level trying to win at all costs. No, don't try to win at all costs. And because, you know, from, from the part of the world where we are from, we like competition. Oh, we must win. We must win. When the boys don't win. And because these boys are young, when they come back to the country from the airport, you start booing them and all. So the, the Federation also, they're feeling the heat. But, I mean, things have changed. I can tell you things have changed. If you look at the boys that represented that have been representing Nigeria from... Uh, from the time of Kelichi and Acho and down to this moment, trust me, you would agree with me that things have changed. Because if you look at the last AFCON, um, I think the qualifiers that he played, the Wafu and all, you will see that the boys are really young. They're quite young. So, lastly, um, can you just share where this, you mentioned um, the availability of some of this information on the social media and website and what your project is all about. Can you just tell people where to get some of this um, things? Yeah, so um, for us at Footballers Connect, uh, we're doing a lot. We're, we're, we're looking to do more. Um, our aim is to keep supporting footballers, uh, ensuring that the, the system is safe for everybody that the industry is safe for everybody to practice freely for footballers, for agents, for scouts, for whoever is involved in the system. So um, all of our information can be found on at footy, uh, at footballers connect NG on Instagram. Uh, we are footy connect NG on Twitter. Uh, and then on, we're on Facebook as well. If you check Footballers Connect, you'll find us on Twitter, on uh, on Facebook. We have a group called Footballers Connect. So, um, and then on on um, YouTube, you can also find Footballers Connect on YouTube so that you can catch up on some of our videos, some of our interviews. We've spoken with quite a number of people. We've spoken with Anthony Uja, we've spoken with Taiwo Awoni, we've spoken with some football agents, we've spoken with some scouts, professional scouts, we've spoken with quite a number of people. So you'll find a huge resource in um, on, on, our, on our YouTube, on our major channels. You'll find a huge resource there. All right. Thank you so much, Mr. Amos. Um, thanks for doing this with me. And I hope people really find this um, very useful. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure uh, hanging out with you today. Sure. God's been a blessed. Thanks a lot.